Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? I'm really happy today. Yeah, <laughs> why, are you, why are you intoning that? Why am I what? Intoning. When what you, does that mean? When you talk with a melodic tone. Because I am a, I'm a melodic human being. Oh, yeah, actually, that's true. You are a melodic human being. I mean, wh- why did you have to ask that question, even? I don't know, but why are you so good today? Because we have a really great guest. Oh, yeah? Who makes really positive work and art and <laughs> ceramics and uh, even like stickers and all kinds of things. Would you say he's a multidisciplinary artist? Yes, I would. You would? Yeah. Okay, well, that's exciting. Who have we got in the booth then? Well, I first discovered him thanks to Studio Voltaire. And let's give a shout out to Joe Scotland. Yo, yo. Oh, that was really <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> just... I'm a patron of Studio Voltaire. That's what I was thinking. That's why I came out with no, yo, yo. But interestingly, than... this, bruh, bruh. this isn't about your patronage. This oh. is about how great this artist is. So at... He's also co- sort of a patron for them. Yes, he is, actually. Thank you. So you're bringing in that link there. Thank you. Um, So at Freeze Art Fair a number of years ago, I sent you a text and said, what is this amazing artist? You called me up and said, are these, I've seen these vases and they look like you yeah they were ceramic vases and they looked just like russell well, why did what they I... look like me what was what was the mm, don't know maybe the they feature had, maybe they had very large ears protruding but it actually just looked like you it's kind of like a bloke who big ears and i thought oh it looks like my you. ears like... aren't big they just stick out so i sent them i sent the photo to you and i said to you if this is you i've just bought this if it's you you can have it if it's not you i'm keeping it and right. inside i really wanted to keep it and i was like i really don't want to give this away why am i giving this away i love it i actually love it mm. and then i thought maybe it was weird because it looked like you and then having yeah. that in my house is a bit and weird next to your bed and everything wasn't it yeah of course that's <laughs> the only reason <laughs> on I the bought pillow it. next to you i went to freeze art fair just to find something to put by my bed that was the whole objective <laughs> um Success. i was like oh i've come to buy something for my bed side table. Um, so then I spoke to the artist online, I think on Instagram or something. Not on Grinder. No, not on Grinder. Okay. Um, and, and I said to him, is this Russell Toby? And he went, no, why do you think that? It's me or it's somebody else or something. And I was like, why do I think that? It looks just like Russell. But then I was like, winning, I get to keep get to it. Keep, and I don't. So I've kept it. When I'm angry about that. So we would like to welcome everybody. John, John Booth. Hiya. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you today? Yeah, really good. Good today. That's a that's yeah. a good thing to hear. Yeah. I feel quite relaxed. Do you? Mm. It's springy, isn't it? Yeah. 
totally. Are you are you quite um, <clears throat> weather affected at all? Do you have SAD or? I don't know if I get SAD, but I just I like wearing shorts. Me so, like, too. <laughs> that definitely puts me in a better mood. You wouldn't get on with Tom Ford though. <laughs> Does he not like shorts? Well, I think he likes them if you're going to the beach. Maybe he has like very strict rules. He has rules. rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tom Ford's like you cannot wear shorts in the city, kind of thing. Bloody hell. You can only wear it if you're like sat on a beach. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, so, and you're wearing a, a coloured striped shirt today, yeah. and colour is your thing. It is my thing. That's isn't your it? grind, it isn't is, it? It is. I don't have the monopoly on it, but it definitely is a big part of what I do. And, and actually, that's partly why I was in such a good mood because when you walked in, you're wearing this amazing. <laughs> This amazing. Uh, yeah, well, normally you're shirt. you're like really colourful, Robin. Today you're in like oh. an oatmeal well, I sweater. I didn't want to like out outdo out the guest. <laughs> Got it. This is it's slightly too hot to be to be wearing this today. I'm actually kind of boiling wearing it. <laughs> yeah. You know when you really feel want free to, wear to strip. It. I know I might have free. to, but it's it's actually wool. It was a Mazzoni one that I got in LA recently in a thrift shop. No way. Um, oh. Yeah, bit of a bargain. How much was it? Seventy dollars. <laughs> Total bargain. And, and also Mazzoni's just timeless. This is like, it. Yeah, and vintage Masoni's the best. 80s Masoni's yeah. amazing. I'm very worried about moths. I think this is a total <laughs> oh moth. Oh, God, my place yeah. is a nightmare. You have it's... to just relax about that, though. I had rent kill last year and I did a whole moth thing and it cost about three grand. And they still fly around me yeah. every time. They I'm went. And now, and now, and now the other day, there's whole like moth infestation again. It's an absolute nightmare. They ruin the nicest stuff. They hunt down the nicest Cashmere. bit of knitwear yeah. and go to town on it. So talking about clothes, this yes. is quite apt. So after I'd bought that, I bought that in like October whatever year it was. And in the December, I found myself in Miami. And there I am strolling around the kind of very trendy district where all the like high-end fashion shops had moved into. And I was with Catherine Bernhardt and her child. And we were looking in the window of Fendi. Mm-hmm. And what do I see? I'm like, I recognise that that illustration. It looks like my pot I've got a home by my bedside. <laughs> and um, and it was you, because you actually do all kinds of collaborations, including yeah. Fendi. Yeah. Well, you, you, you started in fashion, exactly, didn't you? Exactly, exactly. So it's funny actually being here, because St. Martin's is just behind right, corner. I studied there, back when it was on Charing Cross Road. Um, yeah, that was how I started out. I did fashion print at St. Martin's. Where are you from? Cumbria. Lake so district. how did you get how did you know it being in Cumbria in the Lake District you wanted to get into fashion? Yeah, it's funny, like it's funny back in the day, this is like sixteen years ago, like now everything's different, but my sort of view into that world was ID magazine or Dazed and Confused. But right. mostly I was into ID and then once a month I'd have to order it from this really small news agent in the local town. Wow. And I'd always get it late and then this would be this little like sort of portal into this like world that's so interesting not to sort of like romanticize this whole oh like but i was quite rude it's just rural where i was there was obviously i don't think i even had a computer i didn't have a pc then it was all very yeah, yeah, free yeah, yeah. it's weird isn't it it's yeah. kind of unimaginable now yeah but th- it's true though when we were growing up magazines were such a kind of um, so portal weren't they yeah. into this other universe yeah, totally. and it almost made you realize you weren't alone it's yeah. a bit like records as well like pop yeah. music and yeah. stuff that could also connect you but i think visually it's so interesting how those photographs or even magazines like attitude if you were gay growing up and reading those totally. kind of magazines yeah. like and they buying also... them terrified i used to yes, get the exactly. shakes yeah. and i'd start getting like my adrenaline and i'd put it on the camera and i feel like they're gonna arrest me yeah. and yeah. spit in my face and you buy attitude and you'd leave and you'd be like oh, i can read this on my own at home and the shopkeeper didn't care. He was didn't just like, care. great, I've yeah. sold a magazine. I've just sold one of these yeah. gay magazines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much describing my teenage years there. Yeah. yeah. Different different types of magazines. Um, it, yeah, so weird to think of that. But ID was pretty pivotal. And actually, I've kept 
I actually brought them all down to London. So over the years, I've oh, actually wow. stored oh, them. You, you collected them. Yeah, it's like them. I can't get rid of them. Yeah. Like in my house, I've got stacks and stacks of them, really neat. But I can't get rid of them because I almost think it's like a bad look at Omen because I feel like that was how I learned about all I'm of sure. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's pretty important. I had the same thing. I had a collection of the face. Yeah, that I was obsessed yeah. with the face. Yeah, magazine. that was that was really good. And I even had like eighties issues that I bought. Like I don't know where I bought them. eBay. Now. Or it, no, it wouldn't have been eBay because it was pre-eBay. Oh. I think maybe I know. I used to go to like shops in um, High Street Ken where they would sell vinyl and places like Camden Market, and they used to yeah. sell old magazines. Yeah, and I would get like you know an issue from eighty-three with Madonna on the cover and stuff like that. It was really cool. Yeah, I think I, I still think they're important. Like <laughs> what I quite like doing is looking at a magazine from five years ago, or ten years ago, or fifteen and then seeing who's around now and what they're doing and if they're not around designer wise or even yeah or even just popular culture anyway like yeah. music art fashion all of that because it's quite it's quite funny to have a little nosy back and see okay they were such they had a moment yeah and now they're not here or, well, for example then so who who would you recently have looked I'm at to think of examples that i've sort of seen <clears throat> it's like the fashion of the 90s you look yeah, like and it's like now well, if it's you look, around again. You know, Jarvis Cocker was always on the cover of everything. Yeah. yeah. And he was everywhere. And Damon Albarn. And Damon Albarn. Well, it's the pop, yeah. And then you think about... Well, that was YBA time as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like... I'm trying to think of examples. Like, even someone like John Richmond, you think he had a really big... He was yeah, big for right, years. Right, and now fashion, you don't. Yeah. But I still, you know, it, it was such a big thing. Or even that like Junior Gautier, which now is collectible, mm. but I don't... It's a certain gener. It's like it goes in generations. Like a certain generation of my friends, like sort of late thirties onwards, would really like a Junior Gautier thing. But who's Junior Gautier? So it was like his sort of. It was John Paul Gautier's like diffusion line that oh, was like right. more like like cool denim jackets and printed T-shirts. And you wonder, do people you know do people starting out now like nineteen year olds do they even know about Junior Gautier? I, that was, I didn't. I don't know. About yeah. That. It's, but I guess these are sort of quite specific examples. John Richmond went, I remember John Richmond went to Debenhams or House of Fraser. Right. Richmond did, did like a line. I used to get stuff. My mum used to buy me Richmond stuff and I felt really kind of like, it's really? Got it going on. My wow. mum my mum yeah, chose this sweater one year and I was like, I actually am obsessed with this sweater. Mom. I was really into Vivian Westwood and yeah. Anglomania. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, isn't that the equivalent? equivalent yeah, it's way? like that, that Does diffusion that still be line. I think it is. I love it. I still think it's, yeah, it was and all. I had this amazing like khaki shirt that had sort of almost like rubber buttons and they were quite yeah. big. Yeah, they're brown. And it was when I was first doing my first ever like demos when I was about 14. I had one in wide ties oh, that was so literally amazing. like a massive kipper and it was like a foot wide at the bottom. Love. I used to wear it to like screenings and premieres yeah. thinking I was all that, that. Yeah, it was a thing. I think being a young, you know, late teen a gay teen getting a first bit of Vivian Westwood yeah. I still so I still have an, a sense of nostalgia towards that because I think there's totally. something really nice about it but I had a lad in Barron Furness like my local town who used to cut my hair he owned a, um, a salon called Exhibition and he on the front desk he'd ripped up pages of the face and ID and pasted all like, iconic things on his front desk wow. Wow. so he was quite pivotal to me and he was like a seriously sort of out there homosexual like yeah. used to do quite cool things to my hair and he sort of I had his hand-me-downs like he gave me his old Vivian Westwood really yeah and I, I wore that to like my interview at St Martin's like 16 years ago so it was quite do you know where he is now you no still... I don't, oh. I don't. what's I'm, his I'm, name David David I can't what? remember his last name oh. well it's David From... who ran Exhibition <laughs> I mean Exhibition's quite a yeah Exhibition in Barrow and Furnace I'd like to get back in touch with David he was so funny 
really good that lad. sounds like it should be like a tv show i love yeah, this idea of like a hairdresser in that town like called Ex- exhibition <laughs> such a yeah, great name. exactly i bet he's followed you you know i bet he's probably seen your work i everywhere. hope so i wish i could well if he's listening you should write into our instagram David. yeah yes you can leave a five star review <laughs> and a comment and then we'll get back to you <laughs> you've left five stars so okay so then you so you got um the magazines i yeah. did magazines and then you were like right i want to be in the fashion world so how did how did you go from being in your town to then getting down to london it is that thing of just did you feel like you needed to get to London yeah definitely I did apply to other sort of universities like Manchester and Nottingham which there's nothing wrong with them but because I'm from the northwest you know I wanted to me it was like the most exotic thing would be to come down to London um I just did an art foundation in my local college and applied to St Martin's I came down for an open day and it all felt quite it did feel quite terrifying actually looking back I was really nervous but actually it was I don't know just I got in luckily I think I was pretty lucky I think as well, like face to face, I I think you can. It's it's nicer to get your point across. That like, I feel like I sort of had a laugh with the lad that interviewed me, mm. and he was mega nice. Who, who I'm still in touch with. He's called David Capo. Was he a tutor there? Or was he, he was. Yeah, yeah. David Capo. He still teaches at Saint Martin's, and he was always extremely supportive of my work. I feel like you'd recognise him. No, I know. I know the name. Yeah, you. He's like. I think he's, I remember him from like the club scene. Yeah, yeah, totally. In like in like late no maybe like early two thousand. Yeah, for definite. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, he's funny. He's a good character. So how did you get? Oh, like, no, go on. Well, how did you get in? Was it like? Um, did you get a grant or student grant or did you get like? A... Yeah, it was different back then as well. Yeah. It was much cheaper. And yeah, just for like, like working class, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it was like, I got. But to study back then for one year, it was, the tuition fee was one thousand two hundred quid. Which at the time I remember thinking that's such a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Now it's like nine thousand yeah. quid. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So now, but I just I got a student loan. So it right. was all, and then totally, obviously, you still paying it off. One hundred percent. Like I'd have, I hardly dented it. Yeah, I've, I've hardly <laughs> touched it. Like it's, yeah, but you don't need to start paying it back for a while. Do you yeah, know? true. But then they take, you know, they, they sort of they suss out how much you're earning and they're starting starting to take more back. Right. But I still, I still owe more than twenty grand. Wow. Really? But yeah. Because yeah, I feel like the interest is actually quite high on it yeah it's not good but I, I spent that on so many clothes like I bought like Bernard Wilhelm things when I first did you yeah, 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 really I'm really obsessed good yeah, with yeah, here we go I, here we go oh, you're obsessed well, really, with him aren't he's you? coming to the opening of the gallery staying at my house like we're friends oh, like is he standing in your bed with my vase next to the bed mm, or? not in my bed I don't you think you could be like a three five yeah <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to get in on my <laughs> on bed <laughs> I re- I, he's somebody else I really really like but I feel like I had that was my thing when I was when I first started to Martins, I liked that whole sort of oversized, oversized sportswear sort yeah. of thing. Do you like what Kim Jones was doing at the time? I did because I used to have some of the, the stuff he did. Um, Umbro, yeah. yeah, and I've still got some of that. Do you got to keep in hold of your clothes? I do because I actually don't buy that much, but when I do, it's something that I love, and I would keep it. Sometimes I do that thing where I give it away, like I'd give it away to my mates, yeah, because I feel like I'm getting a bit fatter over the years. <laughs> but it's like no, it's. Um, but if there's something really special, I'd keep it. I've got a mint green Umbro Kim Jones one that's got like holes in the armpits. Wow. With black piping around it, like mint green nylon. Wow. Nice. It's very nice. And these and sort of track pants that almost have I to me it looks like the Lancashire Rose. Um I'm Cumbrian, FYI. But the Lancashire Rose just printed on them. It's really nice. Wow. And that but I got them because I used to work in Urban Outfitters when I was a student. Oh, that's I got a, a mega place. discount on that. It was good. I tried to get a job in Ted Baker. Right. And they said I was too spotty when I was a teenager, so they wouldn't give me a job. That's terrible, isn't it? You'd never, that would never happen now, would it? You couldn't actually say that to somebody. I wouldn't, I'm not a spotty. Oh, I like, I know. No, I don't mean that. I o't oh. That. So, so they would give me a job now. Yes, I hope so. No, I don't think they would. It'd oh. be like, you're going to cause trouble. Oh, okay. You're a troublemaker. I am a 
much of them. Like, um, and they don't want that in so, store. So um, you studied <laughs> print design? Yeah, fashion print. So and can you explain to people what that actually is? Because we, we get it, but I don't yeah, know if yeah, knows. it's Yeah, I guess it's... Yeah, it's, I take that for granted. So it was like where you would specialise in sort of creating a screen print, you know, where you develop an artwork onto a silk screen and yeah. print with it. Obviously, people do that on um, paper quite yeah. a lot, but we did that on fabric. So you would design prints and everything was done for me anyway I did everything by hand and then that is there's a technique in which you can transfer that onto a screen and then make fabrics but then with the fabrics they weren't just screen printed they could be hand painted or embroidered or anything so it wasn't just about that print technique it was about all hand technique and then those fabrics then got turned into clothes yeah so you would use those fabrics that have been printed and then sewn them up into different shapes yeah very badly made into clothes (laughs) because i was much more into the fabric side of things and just being really loose with it and i find pattern cutting mega hard Mm. and still i'm not good at it it's it's that's a whole but that's a whole skill skill in itself and you normally work with a pattern cutter yeah and then people work with those pattern cutters for decades don't they? absolutely you don't work digitally i read you don't never never which not that i'm anti and i really like other people's digital work Mm. sort of lying I don't really like digital work at all but it's just it's like it's I don't know it's it was so ingrained in me at St Martin's to just that everything should be from your hand crafting yeah 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 and not in a sort of elitist way in a way it's much more democratic because you don't need a computer I didn't have a computer when I was studying not because I just didn't need one yeah I didn't even I never emailed anybody or anything so it was amazing actually just drawing on paper and drawing ideas I've still got all my sketchbooks and fabrics that I just sampled on and it was really nice. Do you go back to them now for yourself like when making new things? Not really but I do, it's quite fun to look <clears throat> look back at pictures of it yeah. and think actually I'm sometimes quite happy that there's still an essence, so there's an essence I just apologise to the microphone, um, there's an essence <laughs> there's an essence, sorry, yeah. sorry there's an essence of I think there's still something that carries through my work so it's not like I've tried to escape my thing that I was doing at St Martin's, I just think it's You like can a, see a style. I think so yeah, ongoing. So that's interesting because the other day I went to the Fashion Textile Museum, which yep. is located in Bermondsey. Yeah. And I noticed, A, they have a Zandra Rhodes exhibition coming up yep. in September, which I'm really excited about. What a retrospective. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's a retrospective. I don't know what it is actually, but it's a solo show anyway. And she's obviously very involved with that space because yeah. didn't she help set it up? Either? She, yeah, she commissioned that building to be built and exactly. she still owns part of it. So she lives on top of it. Oh, does she live yeah. there? Yeah. And her, that's interesting. Yeah, her oh, studio's wow. in there. Yeah, exactly. That's funny because yeah. I thought I'd been there to a party years yeah. ago, but with yeah. Her and it was like some kind of maybe like it's, 2008 or something, like a long time ago. On. But that's what maybe that was in her apartment. Yeah, I, I used to work for her. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to bring yeah. up. So when I went round that exhibition, it was all Habitat um, and Conran um, themed, and you had all these kind of 1960s clothes that actually had prints on them, and it was very much about the printed fabric, which is what you went on to do. Yeah. But she was obviously, Zandra is obviously really involved with all that too. Yeah. So can you talk about how you met her and how that all happened? So that was like an. Like she's somebody that I really really like. She's super iconic and she's mm. she's funny. She's really hilarious. Yeah. If you get to hang out with her, she's really really good. Um, I just applied for an internship there when I was a student because mm. it was sort of mostly linked to the sort of thing that I liked doing. While you were still studying. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I worked with her for four months. It was really really brilliant. She's a total laugh. Was it she's at really this good. place? The Berm- yeah. in so Bermondsey. Yeah. So it's in the Fashion Textile Museum. So she. I don't know if she does. I'm I'm pretty sure her studio still is in there. Mm-hmm. So she had the print room in the basement, and then her design studio was on the middle floor. And then she has the whole top floor. But I think, I think she rents. I think there's a few private. She owns these apartments in there that she rents out. Oh, that's so, so cool. she's got the so whole you could building. Live, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. So I does lo- she follow your career now? Do you think? No, I don't know. We we are friends on Instagram, but I don't. I'm not in touch with her. Right. 
But I used to live on the bottom of Bermondsey Street and one morning I was walking past and she was gonna she was on her way into town because she likes walking because she's like notoriously tight with money. She doesn't like paying for stuff. Like oh, really? She, she'd rather walk in than pay for the bus. Fair enough. She's quite, it's quite amazing. She's quite old school in that mm-hmm. way. It's quite cool, though, because it's I'm also better it. for your health. Yeah, totally. People forget how easy yeah. it is to walk around London, so but, yes. respect to Zandra. It's true, exactly. And we walked into town together. I remember it really well, and I feel like I've never had... Because the two of us walking together, there's quite a lot of funny looks going on, because Zandra oh, really? was wearing... She had, like, a big pink like bright pink jumpsuit on and like she had crocs on like but one orange one one pink one oh, wow. which was a look wow yeah so that was and what then was she wearing I, I remember probably just like shorts and t-shirt but yeah. we just got stared Always at the whole way yeah i read a really funny story that when you were once cleaning out the bins <laughs> like with, did, yeah. with her she oh was actually God. wearing like a pink dungarees or something <laughs> <laughs> and, you were like, and you were like even when we're taking the bins yeah. out she Dedicated. looked amazing she, yeah yeah she's a laugh that like, love that really down to earth because considering her sort of legacy and her heritage and her influence actually she's pretty formidable well I wrote to Russ saying we want to interview her because I would love to get her on because you know maybe when her show's on in September yeah. for whatever season that's going to be mm, sure. um, but she's wicked yeah, yeah so good I know why I met her I've just remembered sorry to talk I shouldn't be talking this is your do. interview but I'm just going to mention this quickly Andrew <coughs> Logan right so I was oh, doing yeah, PR the jeweler, jeweler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I was doing PR for him for the Alternative Miss World yeah. and we had an Alternative Miss World party or something yeah. at her studio yeah. that's what it was they used to hang out because he used to do yoga classes in her penthouse that right. you go to I never went God, to I forgot about Andrew Logan. I love him. Yeah, yeah, but then I think he's moved. Oh, okay. He had a premises near her. Which was amazing. It was mental yeah, inside. But they got the same architecture. Was it all glass, it, like mirrored glass? Yeah, and like loads like, of like weird like little rooms and things. It was incredible. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's amazing as well, isn't he? Yeah. But also like, yeah, when I was at Zandra's, like, I heard, like she would just come out, not in a name droppy sort of way, but she's been around that long and she knows so many people. Yeah. Some of the, pe- the stories she'd tell you were really good. Well, there's, the al- a, there's a soap opera in all of this oh story, my God, isn't there? Totally, the most. Oh, totally. The and the alternative be. Miss World thing—that's a documentary that needs to be made if yeah. it hasn't been. I think there might have been one a long time ago, but they should do something about that. It's yeah, amazing. The alternative yeah, they Miss still World. Do it, don't they? I don't Lovely. know what that is. What is it? It's like it's like basically you know Miss World, like the yeah. prize. They do an alternative version of it, so it's kind of like drag queens. Um, but beyond that, it's just way more art than that. It's like really high end. Wow. The costumes people still, spend do they like still do it every year or not? Is it? Not every year, but maybe every other, other year. year and they, people spend like three years making their costumes really? for one night so it's yeah. like and a ball yeah but yeah. unreal and Lee Bowery was involved yeah. you know when he was alive it was oh. like proper hardcore though but Derek Jarman was part of that yes, crew Derek as well yes Derek yeah 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 so it's proper it's like proper cool history. did he film it as well then or I'm not sure if he filmed it but he's, he was part of that whole Andrew Logan sort of crew back in the day wow quite interesting but yeah Zandra, I liked hearing Zandra's stories and she was sort of on and off friends with Janet Street Porter so she would sort of sag, sag Janet Street Porter off but then she'd come around and be like oh hi Janet so <laughs> really? it was always that I was always like I'm loving the, 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 the drama. gossip piece of this. I love yeah. Janet Janet's awesome <laughs> St Janet she's coming on talk art amazing yeah um, so how did how did the whole Fendi thing happen going back to that well let's go back to you graduating so you oh, came yeah. out of St Martins and after yeah. St Martins where did you go to God I was just so sort of lost because you leave there and but again it's that whole this is the problem if there's no digital thing like I had job interviews at companies I went for a job interview at Burberry and they sort of almost laughed me out of the studio because they just the lack of digital work and the lack of sort of technical skill in that way <laughs> they couldn't get their head around it so they liked they did like some of the stuff but it just it was quite that was quite sobering because I thought I actually don't know how to I don't know if I can actually work formally in the fashion industry. Right. Because I don't have those sort of formal skills because it's also quite, it's kind of like 
highly romantic to come out of art school with lots of like nice drawings of figures mm. and fabrics but mm. what do you do with that so actually that took a good few years to think about like what do I actually do now Wow, and it did. So I didn't even get a design job for two years. I was just sort what did of. What you do? What in those two years? Yeah. I was working for sort of like these sort. Of, they're called like it's like a high street supplier where you do. So it's just say Topshop. They they would ask this company like we need five hundred mini skirts. So then I worked for a design company that would pattern cut this mini skirt and have it manufactured like mass produced. So I was learning. I was actually just a skivvy in the studio like cutting out paper patterns. Really? Like, yeah. Which you struggle with because you don't like doing pattern work. Yeah, it wasn't great, but then it was quite good to it, to see actually how to do patterns. I still can't do it, but it was quite nice watching somebody else do it. I think I've got a bit more of an appreciation. Well, it gave you a skill set, I guess. Yeah, it? and also just like I needed the money. Yeah. And then another lucky thing that happened, I started teaching. So the year after leaving... Oh, you went back to St. Martin's, yeah. didn't you? You lecturer there. Yeah. Yeah. What did you lecture in? Fashion illustration at first. Right. And then, um, then design and um, textile stuff as well. And I would still do it. I would still carry on working there, but loads of tutors lost their jobs there because there's so many cutbacks. Oh, wow. So essentially I did, yeah, I lost my job. And I used to teach at Westminster as well on the fashion course. Oh, it's a good course, that one. Yeah, really good, yeah. But again, massive cutbacks. So I lost, I, I taught wow. there for seven years. Wow. So, so fashion illustration, Yeah. What what's the rules for that? Because you see these figures and then you, you see yeah. the clothes, but... Uh, I guess that it, in my head, there isn't any rules. Like, there is... Obviously, there is formal like sort of things that you can apply to drawing to make it look attractive. But I think it's not about at Saint Martin's. It was never us learning about this whole sort of like sort of archetypally correct proportions and stuff. It was much more abstract. Okay. So I, I really liked that. But it was definitely founded on observation. So we'd have it's the opposite of live drawing. So rather than a naked person, it was a clothed person. Uh-huh. And then you'd have the, the tutor would put loads and loads of clothes on them. So you'd learn, but in quite an abstract way, in quite a fun, almost like early Galliano sort of mm. loads of layers and textures it was really mm. really nice but that for me there might have been some students that that wouldn't inform their aesthetic if they if you were more of a sort of helmet lang sort of style where it's like minimal and paired back but that whole sort of like maximal layered way of drawing mm. informs my aesthetic so that, that Yves Saint Laurent was a big they, they've had a retrospective of his fashion illustrations haven't they it's a yeah, big thing yeah they were they, and that's still people still believe in fashion illustration now it's like a necessity I think so. yeah but, true yeah. but it's sort of branched out hasn't it because even the Yves Saint Laurent drawings there's, there's a homoerotic element I was just about to say himself, they, there's was, a whole new part of his work that yeah. was never known about he kept yeah. it a secret the whole of his life of like male nudes and they are they're incredible nice. they're like so 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 good um, I discovered them when I was in Marrakesh last yeah. year because they've obviously got his museum there. Yeah, like the Moroccan boys and stuff, and they're sort of, sort of quite simplistic drawings of the male form. And it's wow. funny because, but done in his way that he would do normal yeah, almost women like, and yeah, in quite fashion, sim- yeah. simplistic felt tip drawings, but sort of something accurate about them, but caric like almost caricature, not caricature. Yeah, they are kind st- of though. They're, they're kind of larger than life. They? Yeah. yeah, they are. They almost caricature. See personality in them. It's like. almost like if you think of Tom of Finland, weirdly. Yeah, there's yeah. It's kind of like it's a more poetic kind yeah. of uh, I don't know like theatrical maybe yeah, version softer, of that aren't they? softer somehow yeah but um yeah so but i think but, they're amazing yeah the, the the drawing thing was mega important at st martin's and that's something that i still sort of champion ha- yeah sort of think about now all the time i draw every single day even if it's just like sketching ideas for objects or things or compositions or patterns like it's so ingrained in me and i still take a lot of pleasure from like different types of like buying stationery that it's a bit of a buzz i like buying felt tip pens do you easily please well, well, where do you get your felt tip from <laughs> um where do I, the Callan and wilcox i really like yeah um 
Cassar is good in London. Mm. Yeah. It's cheap. But yeah, yeah Callan and Wilcox is good in Shoreditch. I go there for stuff. I've been there before. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's cool. a good one. It yeah. is good. Um, so the drawing thing, yeah, and just like that informs everything that I do now still. So every, and I think, so like I was saying, you know, but I didn't get a job at Burberry because I can't use a computer, but equally I've got other jobs because I could I could be in a design meeting and really quickly draft up something by hand. And I, I've noticed that people really like that because actually a lot of people couldn't do that now because yeah. no. you're so reliant on the computer. That's interesting as well. When you think about your ceramics, for example, the f- shape of them to me almost looked like a drawn or painted shape. It absolutely. Is. Which I think is yeah. why I loved them so much. Yes. Because I think they, they don't look like ceramic objects that other people make. No. When you make them, they look like John Booth. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? Which is, is yeah. necessarily from that. It's yeah. nice to hear. It's really nice to hear because when, so I do slab work. So you roll in the clay out. And then the one really useful thing that I did at St. Martin's, like, you know, and back to the job that I did where I was cutting out patterns, mm. anything that you see, I've drawn a paper template and I cut around the paper. So it's almost like sort of like pattern cutting, but with clay. Oh, wow. So it's quite. So like, and I do like so vases. If they've got big flowers coming off them, that starts as a drawing. It's quite a flat pack. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like modular. You build it up, and then you. But the head, that was just a flat drawing of a head that I scaled up, drew like drew it, and then laid it on clay, and then cut the clay out, and then start building that up. And why it works so well as well is because then you paint onto the clay. Yeah. So you actually have your painted line as well. Yeah. But then, you know, is in synchronisation with the shape of your head or... So it's all been, it all comes from my hand. But to be really honest, that's the part that I really like, the sort of decorating part. Yeah. yeah you make all of them by hand yourself yeah, still. Yeah, still, I do have assistants that help me. And didn't and you collaborate with someone in Scotland or somewhere once? Like a yeah, foundry or something? That foundry, was like a... actually the first edition, I think the, first, the vase that you got from Voltaire that a guy made a press... I made an original one. Yeah. And then he took a cast from it and he did this technique, a press mould. So yeah, yeah. You have the plaster mould and then you press the clay into it, which I quite like because then you can see his finger marks on the inside of the vase. You can oh. see where he's like... Oh, wow. Sort of, so actually press moulding is quite good and I do... Some of the new head vases are press moulded. And then you paint them yourself though? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so they one, still look... Yeah. yeah. That, and that's the part that takes... I really enjoy like sort of taking my time with the painting. Because mm. if you have to rush it, it's not nice. But if you can just really take your time, I really like it. And what's that little store near Shoreditch, which um, had like a ceramics thing? And I think I bought a plate by oh, you yeah. of like a head yeah, yeah, at Christmas right. yeah. or something. I remember one year. that. That was my friends from Turning Earth, which was... That's was, right, yeah. Yeah, which is a sort of ceramic collective. Where I, that's where I started out and then they sort of taught me how to do it because so I did an evening class there I'm still in touch with all of them and the guy Ned who I met there he still helps me build so they still do stuff. evening classes if people yeah. want to go and learn how yeah. to be a ceramicist yeah, yeah turning earth. Earth. it's brilliant yeah. so oh, wow. good so I did that like nearly I guess three and a half years ago that's how I got into ceramics. and that was like a night school thing. yeah and it was like pretty affordable do some classes I think it was a 10 week course but I went. How much was it? How much is a ten-week course like then? One hundred ninety quid or something. Is it? It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, reasonable. I feel like it was quite reasonable for what the amount you get out of it. Wow. Because well, it's changed your whole career, has not it? It actually has started me in a total different trajectory, which I never would have guessed. But to be honest, I went with a bit of an ulterior motive. I I thought I wanted to make my drawings into something three-dimensional. Yeah. So I I had that in my mind. And then over the weeks, it was like figured out how I could actually do that. And do you think there was a reason why you chose ceramics? Because there's been such an explosion in the last kind of five years, especially within contemporary art, so yes. yeah. of ceramics being present. Like and I can an, think of so many artists. Respect. Yeah, they, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of gone from unfashionable or a bit the whole applied arts slash craft movement yeah. was used to be a bit sort of 
considered pretty uncool. Yes. But I, I, it wasn't even I wasn't even thinking of it in that as deep as that. <clears throat> it was right. more like I just wanted the physicality of working with. I knew that I could make physical stuff with clay. And it, it was near my house. And there is something quite an- <laughs> like, yeah. there is something quite analog as well, a bit Absolutely. like drawing yeah. for making. So it makes sense to your way your yeah. mind works or whatever. Yeah, to use your hands in exactly. That way. But at the time I was living with a florist, but my best mate Adam, who I think you know, Adam Knights. Yeah, yeah. He so I he's now a florist. You know, he used to do art stuff, didn't he? Yeah. He is a florist, and I was he. There was constantly vases and vessels in the house, and then I was thinking actually because I really love flowers. I was thinking, what would be the ultimate sort of vessel that I would like to make to have flowers in? Wow. So it came from a, a desire of thinking, actually, I'd like to do that. And I must say, when you put flowers in those head pots, it's so cool. It's better. And then it's people come round to in. my flat and they're always like, what is that? I love Amazing. that. You know, because it's like, it is yes. so unique. Yeah, it's vibrant. Yeah, it's nice to hear. No, it's, yeah. it's really cool. nice. And yeah. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com So after you did the lecturing, yeah, you did that, and then what was your first venture into yeah, fashion? My first design job was with Ashish. He's like a guy, really, London based. Yeah, yeah, that was my first, and I, I love it. I, I think his stuff is amazing. I it's still totally love it. amazing. I yeah. love it. So he, oh, I was the sequins now. Yeah, all oh, the that's sequins. what Joe Scotland was wearing. I think. Yeah, oh, exactly. oh, yes. I met the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So he, I, I've, I worked with Ashish for a good few years on and off, and that makes do, like, sense. it was. I really loved it, and actually, the first collection I did was the spring summer 2012 collection. And it's all florals. So he'd give me big sheets of paper and I'd just use gouache paints and do patterns. And then these big sort of posters would be sent off to India. And then he'd come back and you'd have like a, a, a biker jacket sequined in the floral pattern. Wow. It was, it, it was really amazing. I loved that job. How long was you there for? God, that on and off for about three years, really. Just doing, because some seasons were more pattern heavy, some seasons weren't or help with research or just sort of help with general ideas and stuff. It was really nice. Mm. But the the sort of two main seasons, yeah, spring, summer 2012 and autumn, winter 2012. And what's that like seeing your sort of designs made into physical clothes? It's That's amazing. Ultimately, I still really like that because I'm still doing fashion-related projects. Yeah. So I, I, I really, really love that. It's also nice to see it in a different format because you've got... It can have all the elements that you like on a drawing, but it's in motion and it's on a fa- it's on fabric and it yeah. has a different sort of feel to it. Yeah. But it's the same thing like working with ceramics. It's like a different format. Again, it's a three D object. It has my mark on it, but you just you can enjoy it or you experience it in a different way. And it's interesting with your when when you make prints. I think they work so much better because you've come from a place where you actually understand the whole process. Even if yeah. you don't pattern cut yourself, you actually kind of understand fashion because even yeah. your ID magazine days, whatever. But I sometimes find it really awkward when fashion brands try to align themselves with artists yeah. and then they make a T-shirt or something and it's really lazy and it yeah. just looks a bit crap. And then actually the print might have ended up not being very good yeah. or something like that's just horrible. It's true. It's Whereas I think the fluidity of your lines and stuff yeah. it kind of all becomes part of it. It's true because like when I was at Fendi, like so they were like, oh, we want you to do a bag. So I said, oh, Okay, print off the pattern piece for the bag and I'll do the artwork on to scale on an actual mm. piece of paper because I think that's that is I definitely learnt good stuff at Saint how did Martin's. that happen with Fendi how did they find you through Julian Ganni or 
the, the so, stylist. Yeah, so he started there and then he, I'd, I'd done some projects with him because he was at Fantastic Van at the time and had I'd sort of pitched ideas to them and stuff had some stuff happened, some stuff didn't. Mm. And then we, um, he was like, oh, Sylvia wants some drawings to go on T-shirts. Do you want to do it? Them. Oh, Sylvia Fendi. So that's her. Oh, right. She's, there is a Fendi yeah, person. That's right. her, yeah, Sylvia Fendi. She's really, really nice. Very cool. And she's like, is that from the lineage of the family? Or is she it actual? Is, yeah, so it was her mum and the, her aunties that started that. So oh, there's wow. five, her mum and her five sisters started Fendi. And that's the thing about Fendi. Yeah. That's so special, isn't it? It's yeah. still family run. Absolutely. It's and nice? then they brought in Lagerfeld, so didn't nice. they? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. He's, so he'd worked there since the 70s yeah. on the women's wear. And then she's that she did the she does the menswear and the accessories. So they're they're primarily mostly known for their leather goods, aren't they? The bags. So because she designed the Fendi baguette bag, you know the oh, mini, yeah, but super iconic. So she's, you know, they do really well from that. But they're ready to wear stuff. The clothing is really beautifully made. So but they yeah, said to you they wanted you to come in and design. Yeah, just to do some t-shirts. So I started off designing in London, doing drawers because I used to work from my bedroom on Hackney Road, and I would be designing stuff scan it I didn't yeah. even have a scanner and I had to go to St Martin's to scan it and then you'd see it I think that was when I first got super excited to see it on the catwalk in Milan I, wow. didn't, I wasn't even in Milan I hadn't been but it was really cool to see that drawing and it was a five minute drawing it was just like a head with, wow. you know and it said Fendi in the speech bubble because she was they didn't even give me much of a brief they were like what would you like to do like something really basic that just says Fendi I did a monster's head as well but they didn't use that so it was, Have you used that for anything else? No, I haven't. No, so I feel like it's there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they technically did buy it off me. How do, how does that work, like money wise, then for something like that? Yeah, this is where <clears throat> I used to be pretty stupid. So I would with them. I was so naive. They were like, "Oh, we'll either buy it off you outright, or we can do a royalties thing." But I was pretty skint at the time, so it's like I'm not waiting for a royalty. I just need a fee. So they give me a one off fee. Mm. Right. But that's been their best selling T shirt ever. So if I'd have taken a royalty thing. You would have got a lot of money off it, but it's I'm mega happy. I still get a kick out of it being. Would you please for the original fee? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I also was, the, the 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 bag you made was that later then? The bag? Yeah, there was that. Was the bag a, had a face on it. Didn't yeah, it? that I was, loved you had the bag. fashion tags, yeah. didn't you and keychains. Yeah, and, there was loads. Like yeah. so the, that was one season, and then the two seasons after that, I, I forget what even year it was. Like 2017. I was going to say it's not that long ago. It's no, like it was two it. years ago, I think. Yeah, two or three years ago, yeah. and it's um the that's when I started. So the two seasons after that, I started flying to Rome a lot more and working in their studio. And like I said, they liked it. I brought my my my, my drawing kit over and worked in the studio. It was really really nice. Mm. Wow. And, they, and, they, and did you get to get royalties on? The following season, you I still didn't. Did I didn't, but I will say that they paid extremely well to a point where it was like it sort of again. I, Paid off some debts, got out of my overdraft, bought That's a great. mattress, bought a sofa. Oh, you bought a mattress? Yeah, I bought some oh, stuff. Oh, you must that have got I paid did. a fortune. It was, yeah, it was minted. <laughs> absolutely minted. Right. It was pocket sprung. <laughs> <laughs> mattresses are actually really expensive. Rock and roll. Don't start out. robbing know, mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bad but, day for Rob. And amongst other things, I went straight to Prada as well. Blew like so much money in Prada. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was so good. And <laughs> in my, I, said, I said to her, look, I'm sorry, but I did buy Prada things. That's so and funny. She, but she, with so, your Fendi yeah, money. With Fendi money. <laughs> so like, what? Yeah, she liked it. I was about to say, but I don't yeah. think anyone doesn't like Prada. I no. mean, everyone, they're like the icons of the fashion world. It's there true. Else, it's there? true. And there's, I like seeing the competition. But I think these big Italian powerhouse companies, 
they're of interest to me. I think they're pretty cool. I'll and then you them. went on to do things like Globetrotter. Yeah. Which I loved yeah. as well, didn't you? Yeah, do, like, I really enjoyed that. Exactly. That was really fun. And that was a bit of... It's funny because people see what you do at another company and then they think, oh, I want a bit of that. Sure. So, but then I like the challenge of sort of how do I work for this company and then mix it up so it's not... I don't want to replicate work, but equally I can never... I can't change it so much that it's not my work. So there's always a bit of a grey area. You, yeah. It does. And it, it, it would always be me sometimes, but with my own... In my own head, I think, is this different enough? But it has to have continuity because otherwise, it's not just jumping from one label to the next. Like I, it's I also take ownership of that. That work is part of me, and even though if it's with a different company, it's still I also see it as very much mine. Because I think when I first saw it with Fendi, I was like, "But what happens when when you collaborate like that in such a big way?" Because it was in all their stores, it was yeah. everywhere, so it becomes ubiquitous almost with that one brand. It's true. It's probably. And I started thinking at the time when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh God, I hope that's not going to like." somehow limit you or stop you from doing anything else because mm. how I'm sure all the other brands wouldn't want it but then suddenly you started doing all these other collaborations and then what I realised was is that you're an artist therefore you, you've created a world like you have your own universe so what the, the thing in Fendi is just one tiny part exactly. like almost like a particle yeah. of this universe and, and that made sense to me when I saw the Matches Fashion House you did yeah. which had a bedroom in yeah. it and you, you can explain that in a minute but yeah. when I saw that I was like oh yeah but he's got a whole other thing going on like, True, but then that, that's the, that's where the challenge kicks in because it's like you could sort of rest on your laurels and be like, oh well, I used to work at Fendi, but it doesn't mean any like it doesn't mean something creatively. But then it's like, what next? Like because they moved on pretty quickly from me. I did yes. three seasons and yeah. that was fine. Yeah, I would have potentially liked to have carried on, but I get why it had to change because I think if I would have done another season, it because it looks it. You can, but also it it's like, fashion. Yeah, and fashion's exactly. all about the new and the next, yeah, isn't it? Totally. Do you like collaborations? Absolutely, yeah. Just like the physicality of working with other people as well. Like, I don't necessarily love working by myself in the studio every day. We've collaborated by proxy, haven't we? Essentially. Yes, because you designed for Lou Dalton. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was like her front man for a, a three seasons. Yeah. And I was wearing your fabrics Aww. on her. Yeah, true. Yeah, that looked nice, that stripey jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And there was a scarf you made and yeah. there was a whole video of me putting on your clothes and taking yeah, off your clothes. And amazing like, socks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but gave I gave you the socks. Yeah. And you lent me a nice. jumper, which I wore one cold day. Oh, that was a yeah. really bootleg kind of heavy. Oh yeah, wool. that heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I forgot about that. Yeah. I really like Lou as well. Yeah, I love the stuff's Lou. really nice. She's great. Yeah. yeah. The advert for that was so good. Just of Russell's yes. back of his head yeah. with his ears, and then the the the, the your fabrics the, the around fabric my neck, yeah. tied around his neck. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Because we'll you did like that. there was a. a poster size work of like a, yeah. a, like, um, like a, a gouache scene. sort of yeah. uh, sc screen print which you then took exactly. the fabric from I love that yeah see that's so cool. yeah it is and it's really I'm really lucky to be able to get to collaborate because then you do what you do and then you get somebody to do the thing that they do because obviously I like clothing but I don't I'm not going to oversee the production of a piece of clothing but somebody else can do that mm. it's like that it's like with anything it's like it's really nice same with Globetrotter I don't know how to make leather goods but like you go in it was so fun working with them as well. They were really, really nice. Um, you go and you draw what you draw your version of it, and then you modify it to fit what they can do. Right. So it was. It's really interesting. I think more than anything, it's really like it's just it keeps you interested because you're learning about different stuff. And even getting out of the studio, going to the Globetrotter factory in Hertfordshire is just mm. nice. Like it's a nice day. And for someone like yourself out. who likes buying crayons, you must love yeah. all that stuff because it's kind yeah. of like pouches and like yeah. pencil cases, True. almost passport holders. Yeah. I get that. I was like that as a kid. Yeah, that's a Japanese brand, isn't it, Globetrotter? Did they not like... It is. I think it is owned by a Japanese company, but yeah, yeah they're based... It's sort of seen as a sort of British heritage company mm. in a way, but they actually they use some of the technology... 
some of the suitcases are sprayed in the same sort of paint that they use in cars on cars in Japan. Wow, wow. And the sort of techniques, you know, they're actually made out of vulcanized paper, which means that it's like so many layers of paper completely compressed together and then sprayed. So they're wow. essentially that's made why they're out so of, light. Yeah, right. they're essentially paper. I think that's right. So, at what but, point did you realise you were an artist, or did you go, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm multidisciplinary. Pl- Multidisciplinary. How do you say it? Multidisciplinary. Oh, <laughs> you say it, John. Multidisciplinary. Yes. <laughs> so you realise you were that, but so at what point did you go, hang on a minute, because I'm an artist now. I'm not just a ceramicist. I'm not just a fabric designer. I'm not just... Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I still have, I still have this sort of almost weird embarrassment or shame to be like, oh, I'm an artist. Because mm. I just, I don't know, it's kind of ingrained in me. Coming from a fashion background and then working on pretty much commercial sort of commodity-based things. Mm. It's weird. I still, I don't know. It's almost like I'm almost sort of shy to say it in case mm. another, what I would consider another proper artist would be like, you're not an artist. So it's like a weird, it's a weird thing, but I don't I don't lose sleep over it, but no. it's just a funny, but equally, I don't like it if somebody's like, oh, John's an illustrator, because I feel like, oh, I do more Yeah, but that. I don't feel like you are an no. illustrator. No, not, not that there's anything wrong with being an illustrator, but I've always, that's what I mean, it, though, and that's yeah. kind of why I wanted to have you on this show, because I felt like, when I saw the, the thing you did in that house for Matches yeah. Fashion, I was like, this the is an amazing... wasn't it? It was yeah. a huge yeah. installation in a house, like a whole house on different floors, and that you created a kind of bedroom, basically. And I walked through it, and I was like, this is such an amazing use of space, mm. and you have a really great installation aesthetic as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was really thank great. Uh, thank you. Cheers. No, I really enjoyed that but yeah is it's not like like i said it's not like a lose sleep over this whole artist thing but no, it's just course. it's funny because i do find obviously certain parts of the art world quite elitist and i do think like what like the way in which it just the way in which it exists the very nature of it like these pieces of these pieces of work whether it's a painting or a sculpture or whatever i still see it as a commodity that is something that you should be able to to buy but mm. the, i think the pricing obviously is insane isn't it mm. often when there's stuff that you like a painting for 20,000 quid it's like I really like it but I can't afford that I think it's also the smokes and mirrors the exclusivity yeah there's, it's a shame but I guess that happens in fashion as well because when totally. it comes the core of it is like really nice generally people are so like mega nice that work in these design teams and create stuff that they have faith in and that they enjoy doing and I think it should probably at the core of the art world there is that but then it's all these layers around it like you know the sort of the buyers and the sort of the art fairs and all of these things that make it quite inaccessible in a way. The psychology of it all is so fascinating, especially yeah. it's the same in fashion and in art, yeah. the way that they like limit access to things. Yeah. So if there's like a really beautiful necklace in a store that you want to buy, you go there and they're like, oh no, that necklace isn't available. <laughs> like we never made that one. That was just on the catwalk and you'll never be able to get it. And then yeah, you walk true. around and you see other people wearing it yeah, and you're like, weird. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's this not is nice. from personal experience. I won't say which <laughs> what brand. What necklace was you trying to buy? I'm not going to say because I was actually really annoyed about Aww. it. And they basically just pretend they can't give it to you because they don't want you to have it or something. It's just weird. That's really bad, isn't it? But that's kind of the exact opposite of how I would ever want to function as a person and professionally as well. I would want stuff to be democratic like, yeah. I want oh, I, I had that experience I was trying to get my chair upholstered in Raf Simmons cav fabric yeah. so I went to the store and I liked the fabric then I went to upholsterers I said can we all do this in and they said I oh, know Raf Simmons cav are really what's going on you alright oh is it oh are we sitting oh okay we've just been told that we're sitting on cav Raf Simmons fabric oh well, there we go That's what I'm t- so I'm telling a story now about how 
So I went to, to the upholsterers and they said, oh, we need to get permission to use this fabric because they're not letting everybody get it. So you might not be able to get this fabric, so you might have to choose something else. And I was like, what? I said, I went in the store and everything. Anyway, I got the fabric. It was fine. I was allowed wow, it. you were validated. I was validated by Raph Simmons. They were like, right. Russell Tovey's allowed to put his bum down the It's the best fabric ever. But I was like, what? It became really like that. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's, that's horrible hearing that, isn't it? It's just, if you you know you want to buy something, yeah. it's weird. I wonder at what point are they, what, what are they excluding you on? What is it? Because they don't like the look of you or you're not cool enough or yeah they just want to know what you're going to use a fabric yeah. for and they want to limit it but then I think it's human nature to want something you can't have as well True. that's why they do it do yeah. and then that will definitely and then that will it's then like make you want yeah. it more and the brand that stopped me from buying a necklace are now doing uh, what do you call it um, made to measure necklaces they just invited me to an event. And I was just like, <laughs> I am not going to that. I mean, I've stopped uh, buying clothes. I anyway. I'm kind of over it. stop buying necklaces, Rob. Well, I, I have. Okay. I've stopped buying everything. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's just comic that, that that's where they've got yeah. to. So they obviously had some marketing plan that was like, we're going to do made-to-measure things. to right. get more. It's all about money, basically. Yeah, it's true. No, I get that. It's uh, Yeah, and that's so it's, it's maybe hypocritical, hypocritical of me to talk about acts. I've worked for Fendi and stuff, which are crazy prices that's annoying like if a t-shirt's 300 quid like none yeah. of my mates can buy it yeah. mm. and it co- sometimes can people could get quite upset about it like not because they can't have it but they get yeah. a bit i had messages at the time on instagram people being like well why is it so expensive but i'm like i didn't make the price you know no, i didn't no, choose no, no, the no. price and yeah. i do and also, get you were doing a job and you need yeah, to do that job in order to live i, I mean, get what they're saying it's almost yeah. embarrassingly expensive mm. but it's like i don't know what do you do? I know. What do you do? It's a tricky one, isn't it? And also, it's not essential that they have so that your Fendi t-shirt. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So it's you're. Um, would Would you ever imagine yourself having a, or dream of having like a museum show? I would love that. Yeah, but it's again, it's almost that thing of, like, sort of developing my work and sort of having time to develop it. Because at the minute, you get really caught up in doing these collaborations because like, that's how I live and make mm. a living from that. I've just done a collaboration with Sunspell, so next year. Oh, great! It'll be it's looking really nice. So, but I've done T-shirts and shirts and like fun stuff with them. Oh, brilliant! So I'm looking forward to that. But it's that's how I pay the rent. But mm. I would love time. It's like you need time and space to like to develop something else. I'd but I, I think you just of, need to keep doing what you're doing, and yeah. it will come to you. And yeah. Where's your studio? It's just off Kings and Road. And you share that with someone, don't you? Yeah, there's a few of us. There's uh, technically eight of us in there. In right. there. Wow. So there's some. Really who's good. your team? Because you were saying earlier there's. So I well I have recently started a new sort of sideline project with a guy called Ian McIntyre oh, who yeah. who's in my studio. He's a sort of an amazing product designer in his own right, and he's got his own really well known practice. He just reworked the Brown Betty teapot, which oh if, yeah, people are mega into that for people, him. Is it no? That, that we did it. Me and him did a project with him, but that that teapot is just is an, a product in its own right, and it keeps popping up everywhere. They've got it in like labour and weight, and like that's so where cool. I've seen it. I think yeah. places like that. But so me and him collaborated. We did. So we've started doing cups together and we did a ceramic table for the Voltaire thing at matches, which yeah. was sort of, I would never, I've I've had an idea about doing ceramic furniture, but I would never have been able to do it without Ian. Mm. So he was amazing to work with. Mm. And then we we thought, okay, we'll, we'll give ourselves a proper name. So we're called Supergroup. Um, sort of a bit of a nod to sort of like postmodern, like Italian, like, like super studio and stuff like Amazing, that. So a yeah. bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Because we're not obviously super yet. Well, what was the so, Italian super studio? Who, who they were they? like they did these sort of like the, like fantastical like semi architectural drawings that were like pure fantasy and it has a real sort of. I'll show you. They, they were really really cool. They did sort of products and and sort of also did, like sort of like. Non 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 realistic architectural drawings and stuff. Right, right. right. Or they would make models of interiors that wouldn't. That couldn't, that were impossible to exist, but they're almost 
the piece of work becomes the drawing, it becomes the plan. Rather, is that like Pablo Bronstein sort of creates? Like, I guess his does Pablo do sort of fantasy draw? Like he does architectural drawing. things that yeah. can never be really created. Yeah, I guess but they it look is. like they've been. Yeah, I don't think the aesthetic's quite the same though. Yeah, because uh, Super Studio was like really futuristic, and Pablo's a bit more sort of historical, yes, isn't yeah. it? Exactly. But okay, yeah, it's, it's a similar yeah. thing in terms of sort of concept of it. Sort of trying yeah. to like suggest architectural knowledge without having any I'm right, saying, right, right. I'm, I don't know if, I don't know if Pablo is he's not an architect is he but he can still draw yeah that. but that's I think that that sort of brings me on to something else it's quite nice to sort of work in mediums that you don't know anything about yeah you know, like, that you because then that's what makes it fun that like, I don't work I don't do woodwork or, I've, or the most I can do is saw something so that's why it was cool to work with uncommon projects to do the furniture mm. and sort of let a company sort of make a piece of furniture that I drew and then they make it so that was but also that's how new ideas get created yeah new inventions become you know real because yeah you have to bring in different people from different backgrounds exactly exactly but then that's the thing so working with Ian on Supergroup and that's you've got an Instagram for that haven't you yes yes you've only got four posts (laughs) brand new or something it's only been up a month yeah it's true yeah it's called at Supergroup it's called Supergroup Projects okay but we're going to see it as an ongoing thing so we're going to keep collaborating and we like this idea of having inviting other artists or designers to come and work with us wow and thinking of and create what Maybe like we're we're calling it an additions thing, but addition yeah. is such a sort of overused and quite loose word at the minute, isn't it? So it's like making Multiples. objects, objects. Like, that could be could it, it could be a piece of furniture, it could mm. be an ornamental rainbow which we've made and a cloud and a flower. And you were just in Milan, yeah, for that. Yeah, so we showed that we did that in conjunction with Modern Design Review, which are based just around the corner actually. Cool. And um and Hem the company, so mm. they so we sort of designed this sort of again sort of pause because we we knew we were showing it in Milan thinking of postmodern Italian design and thinking something quite tongue-in-cheek, doing a rainbow, a ceramic rainbow, which is pretty big, and a flower and a cloud. Cool. So no, it's pretty good. But then the process, even though it looks really sort of fun and light-hearted, they were quite process-heavy. So the flower was... A, I did a quick sketch of a flower... And we had to pay somebody to, you know, to work, to remodel that flower on a mm. computer for two days and then send the drawing off to be modelled in three in plastic and then take the mould from the plastic flower. So it's quite technical even Did though Did that make like, you then want to go, I need to get digitalised? No, definitely. Yeah, still no? Like, no, nah, still not. I was like, oh, she can do that. For, I, I would pay somebody to do that. Almost the rather than do that yourself, <laughs> yeah, right? Because I'd rather just like, get, like, be able to just like, paint this nice and ceramic thing. Off, yeah. No, but it's good. It was really, that's why it's really nice to work with people because it's amazing to see other people have skills in these amazing... Because I think that was magical. The way she just sort of took a really pretty crap drawing of a flower and turned it into an object mm. it's quite magic to see and even considering the scale of it and considering how it has to stand up and stuff it was it's pretty technical wow. really nice cool congratulations yeah. on that yeah, we're gonna amazing. post pictures of those products because i love them um so in every episode we ask our guests uh, two key questions they're tough on um, purpose. so the first one is what is your favorite color oh yellow Oh, yeah. that was very decisive. Yeah, because yeah, it's just without doubt. Like it has really? to be. Yeah, without doubt. My bedroom's painted yellow, and it's just it's yellow every day. Like yellow. I don't actually wear it, but it, that, I have such a sort of connection and a feeling to that color. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like I might actually just paint. I'm if my flatmate lets me, I want to paint the living room in just like a deep sort of like yeah, like Yorkie yellow. Oh, right. Yeah, like, sort of a bit like almost a bit like mustardy. Wow. You live in a rental place as well, don't you? Yeah, but the, the landlord is dead nice, so she 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 let me do the 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 um, be- bedroom, yeah. So Thank I'm you. just I think she let me do it. Psychologically yellow is a calming color, isn't it? Well, it's funny cuz I get mixed sort of reviews on this cuz some people my last uh, my friend Leanne, who's dead funny, she she looked into it and she says that 
like like colours that you choose for the wall are quite telling and she said that yellow was most commonly cho- chosen by like psychopaths wow. to, have, to have your room painted but I just don't f- I'm, I don't think I'm a psychopath but also it's like it's quite <laughs> like I actually do find it quite calming and really uplifting it doesn't evoke anything bad in me it's the opposite is it, has, it on the ceiling as well or is that no, white no just that's just white thankfully yeah. but it's I don't know but then and actually the more the most commonly chosen calming colour was a sort of lilac-y colour Oh, right. but, and that makes sense because that is quite—it's quite polite, mm. isn't it? But it's quite I old people's home. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go lilac. I actually no. find that a bit headachey. Like, yeah, I don't like the that. colour of a headache. I think is grey lilacy. Mm. Wow. That makes God, sense. yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Imagine a grey lilac. I was just looking at a t-shirt, and I'm not. That's not. Right. That's not. Yeah, imagine right. a grey lilacy t-shirt. <laughs> a grey lilacy person. person sat there, <laughs> like a headache in a person. <laughs> a headache personified. <laughs> I know um, some people like that. Yeah, yes, but I, I, I really love yellow. That's I good. love how decisive that was. That was amazing. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know you were going to ask that, but yeah, I'm well kind of glad you did. Yeah. Uh, our second question is, what is your, if you could do an art heist and you could steal any artwork in the world, your touchstone, Ooh. what would it be? Oh, that's a tricky one. And it can it? be any size. It doesn't have to be like you can fit it in your pocket. Yeah, it can, can literally be anything. You can take a truck right. in there. And like, we will help you We're crane, We will crane it out. We will crane you. it out for so you. So it can be massive. Actually, mine is quite, it's quite a, Reasonable sized one, and it was a multiple. It was Lalan, you know those the, 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 the sheep. Friend, no, it's it's a blue rhinoceros. Oh wow! Oh, I've and never it was, seen it was, that. It's extremely, extremely beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever. Well, I've never. I haven't seen it in real life. Extremely beautiful, and it was in. It was a, a brass cast in brass, and then enamelled in blue, and it's sort of almost like a modernist cubist sort of version of a rhinoceros. Where wow. where, where where did you see that? Where I've is it? I've seen it online. You see it on like um, first dibs and stuff. But the last one sold for eighty thousand euros. Oh, wow. It's really really. So how beautiful. many? How big was the edition? I think it's eighty. Really? I might have made that up. I might be saying eighty because it was eighty thousand. So how much would they have been in the? It was the sixties, wasn't it? The yeah, 50s, I think so. Good. Yeah, I wonder. Probably, I guess because it's brass, it has the that's expensive in its yeah. own right to have stuff cats cast Cuffed, in that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure, you know, but I just I know it's one thing that I really really love. Do you like his sheep? Yeah, I do like them. I think they're really cute. I mm. like them, and I like the sort of dove seats that he's done mm. and stuff they've yeah. come back I started yeah. seeing them a lot in like Architectural Digest they appear a lot yeah. in people's collection Pierre Generette chairs and then yeah. there's a Lalane sheep it's, yeah it's, I get, it, it makes sense because they're sort of timeless aren't they yeah. but yeah the sheep are cool but I, I'd but you want the rhino amazing I want the blue rhinoceros I think you're going to get that one day you I know. So. so do very I very soon we're going we're gonna, to like positively send this <laughs> to I you think, I think just the I way really your trajectory is going I think it's oh. completely possible that you're going to be able to drop 80,000 80, euros it's going to happen I would really like that I would really like that because do I just, you mean brass or do you mean bronze oh bronze isn't it it's I bronze keep, i think i don't I'm think like, brass is that expensive i was I'm just like, thinking to myself really brass you're <laughs> so cumbrian <laughs> like, yeah but in cumbrian oh, brass bronze. is so expensive so it's a bronze yeah. one that makes sense yeah okay. you're right beautiful. thank you for that it's really beautiful but it's like the color of it and i feel like it's such a powerful object and i yeah, feel like yeah. it's just got i imagine the weight of it i want to lift it i want to i just even if i get to just touch it Wicked. and then run with it but i just there's something really satisfying about it. it's quite like long it's elong it's elongated and just a really beautiful like powerful object but the thing is if you asked me this question next week it might change yeah i'm the same well no i have one throughout but i do yeah you fetishize yeah, different I yes do, i do and then it totally goes you know 
I don't know. I've been looking a lot. At, is it Lily Van der Stocker? Mm, yeah, I love her. Love, really? So imagine they, her. That's kind of like your work. They're very yeah, pink, aren't they? Exactly. And and I love her wall painting. They're quite exactly. naive. I saw her work at SCAD in Savannah. So, yeah. She had a, she had a yeah. show there, yeah. And actually, really Valeria like Napoleoni, the collector, she had an amazing one in her house for a lot. Right. It might even still be there, like a permanent wall painting. It's incredible. Ooh, right. So, so cool be, to live with I've it. I've seen that. I've been to her mm, house. I've mm, seen that, actually. Mm. I do remember that. But I, she did. She, I would love it. Imagine if she could paint a building the outside of one for you. So imagine if if you if you're offering me anything, maybe I get her in with a couple of cans of paint. Andrew. So instead of the yellow paint yeah. in the living room, you'd have hers a mural up. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah, Try I'd give out. her a while. I'd give her a while. That's really cool. That's generous. And, of Andrew, you. who runs Counter Editions, he's the head of printing. That's why he makes all the prints in our new print studio. He made a print with her, Ooh. and he got an AP, and it's hanging in his house. Oh, and nice. I stayed at his house uh, for the last few nights in, in Margate, <laughs> and he's got this really beautiful print. And yeah. I was really impressed how good her prints are. Right. So if you can't quite reach to getting her to come and paint your yeah, outside yeah. of your house, you could look into getting a print. I don't think they're that expensive yeah. actually, and they are beautiful. Yeah, she's really so cool. Beautiful. Her work is cool, and actually, I have been looking at it a lot recently, and I bought a book of hers in LA and I was just looking at the whole not the whole 10 hour flight back yeah. but soaking it up and I was like this is amazing wow so I was really into that I really like her but it, again it could change I'm trying to think of anything else that who are your other heroes yeah who's your art heroes I really really love Eduardo Palazzi oh of course cool. like, I really love it I was it. terrified when the Tottenham Road station got know, demolished I was like I they're not going to put that back they have, I know exactly well there's do you remember in the Whitechapel Gallery there was an exhibition of his and there was one of the plans on sort of quite you know discoloured aged paper and it yeah. had the part with the moth on it. And yeah. I, I think I would actually love that, that the plan. That, I, think that was, I think about that moth all the time because like, it's just on such a beautiful angle and it's just... It's really, really beautiful. And that was made out of the tiles because he's a like a yeah. mosaic it, it is. design that, that was so on the Yeah, I think that's one of my favourite things ever. I've seen like um, a Cubist-style elephant that he made out of bronze oh, yeah yeah because yeah. his work did evolve into that sort of yeah. quite weird i didn't love that chapter of his work i don't think but i do remember it went sort of almost a bit sort of industrially it weird did. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i really i really really like him that i really makes like sense. him I, yeah john booth thank you so much for joining us thank yes. you thanks it's been lovely thank i've you. loved hearing you talk it's been wicked and i can't <laughs> wait to see what you do next yes thank you well what is, what next is next for john booth Oh, what is next? I might be doing a book. So, really? yeah, so but sort of like not nothing not a, not aligned with any other product or company or anything like a book for the pure joy of having this format of me to work with paper and color and texture and have it as a thing. I don't know what the thing is. It's going to be a thing. So that's what I'm working on next. Do right. it and yeah. share it with us. And dedicated, <laughs> dedicated to talk up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, done. <laughs> He's done. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone thank listening, you. um you can check our Instagram at TalkArt for images of all the things we've spoken about today. Please like and comment on uh, Apple Podcasts or Acast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening, your podcast provider, please. Yeah, leave and, us a review. And, and um, we'll be back very soon with more TalkArt. Thank you very much, Thanks John. Thanks for joining us, Thank John. You. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to TalkArt with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at TalkArt, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com